Bada boom, bada boom. Realist guys in the room, welcome to another edition of the Scottish Football Ramble. I'm joined by my good friend Aaron. He's good in the fight. Happening. And then I'm Mikey. I'm good on the mic. It's Enzo and Cass. It's Aaron and Mikey. It's the tour of the terraces. And we are back with our sixth podcast, I've just been told. So, you know, pop the champagne, get the wine out, scrub up, son. Cheers to that. Right, I think cool. I think we're officially rolling now yeah, with these on. podcasts, Aaron. Right, we're absolutely flying. Like, you know, six podcasts. I thought we'd have chucked in the towel <laughs> Christ by Christ's sakes. My God. We need to slow down. <laughs> to celebrate um, this momentous occasion, me and Aaron will be diving into the most accessible deep pit of Scottish football, the legendary leagues that are the Highland and Lowland divisions of Scottish football. Aaron, as the Lowland man, will be taking on the Lowland League. And myself, as the Highland Claymore-wielding clan warrior that I am, will be taking on the Highland League. Uh, Sour Alba, while we're at it. Now... Let's get on to our first uh, port of business, which is the news. Aaron, first thing I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. it's simple. Scotland, eh? Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. What a time it is to be Scottish. What an absolute time. I mean, what's that? Five wins on the bounce. Just bobbied Cyprus like they were nobody. Absolutely. We feel like a big team now and, you know, we're off to the Euros in Germany. It's great times. We are looking to get things booked up pretty soon um, to go over to Germany. And it's just it's just such a good feeling to know that we're going over and this time we're not new boys on the block anymore. Um, we've proven throughout this qualifying, I think, that en- anybody that says um, that Bugaboo's Steve Clark now is just uh, doing it for, for likes or for attention. Um, it's obvious that he's the best Scottish manager in our lifetimes. Um, and has a real chance to go on and be the first ever Scottish manager to not only um, take us to, well, the first Scottish manager in however many uh, years to take us to -to back-to-back Euros, but also be the first manager ever to then take us out of the group stage. Um, If we play this way uh, consistently going forward, there's no way that we can't go on and just win the whole competition. Why not? absolutely looked at the um, potential groups. Obviously, it looks like we're quite favourites to get into pot one and potential groups we can get and you just look at the groups and it just makes you so excited because it looks like you can not like easily get out of groups but, no, but, but more or less be like that's a winnable game that's a winnable game maybe Italy in pot three looks a bit scary but bar them I mean pot three and pot four looks like teams we could slide away no problem at all mate, so we could take honestly the teams I would be more afraid of outside of um like within Europe I think there's no team that we couldn't beat on our day like yeah. genuinely name any nation in Europe I I would back Scotland to beat them especially uh, at home in the Euros obviously everything's so different you know it's filled with upsets normally and, and all the rest of it but I just can't see us being bankers to lose to any country now and it's what in a matter of uh, a year and a half the mentality has slowly slowly changed to this point where we are now and I think uh, quite rightly obviously we're recording this the same day Scotland are away to play England I am supremely confident we're away to go and beat them. Yeah, I mean, Scotland being 4-1 to one against England is a bit of a steal, I think. Um, 
But the thing's about Scotland right now, every team would be looking at us thinking, I don't want to play them. Teams We're a very both, hard team yeah. to score against and the wee teams are now shitting themselves they to are. play us. Whereas before, your Cypresses, your Georgias would all be rubbing their hands going, you know what, Scotland are meant to be a bigger team and we can beat them. And that just isn't, isn't the case anymore. They They're saw, shitting Yeah, them. they saw us as a potential uh, team to go and beat that was from a supposed bigger footballing nation. The Cyprus performance just proved that we are now at the stage where, like, we were we were all watching it in the pub, and um, oh, oh, we we were in the pub by the way. <laughs> um, we were all watching it at the Artisan, and you know, the in the past we would have been watching the game with a bit of trepidation. We would have been like, sort of eyes fixed to the telly and shitting ourselves every time Cyprus got on the ball. We were mid conversation. Scotland went one nil up, and we turned back, and then five minutes later we were two nil up, and it was just like it's we can noise, we like can actually that. just coast through these games now not worry about the result and just know that we're going to pick up the three points uh we are absolutely phenomenal at the moment long may it continue stevie clark's barmy army on their way to germany let's fucking go boys Come on. <laughs> class so uh on that note as well we'll just give a quick mention to harvey barnes um obviously a lot of our listeners will know um what's what the sort of take is here with harvey barnes he, he's talking about maybe switching allegiances to scotland which obviously shows you the draw that Scotland now has these sort of uh, English B players now uh, eyeing us up thoughts Aaron? Harvey Barnes can get so far to fuck in my opinion um, I did see a lot of opinions obviously he would improve our attack obviously he is a good football player and would be a welcomed addition to the Scotland squad but why have you just came out the cracks now as soon as we basically qualified for a Euros where a team that's maybe riding the highest wave out of every nation in, in the world at the moment, potentially, given the, the stature where we are many years ago. And all of a sudden, he wants to get his little hand in the cookie jar. It just, <laughs> it just, it really annoyed me when I saw that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I quite disagreed with it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want him involved. I don't want him near it. You can get so far to fuck in my, <laughs> my opinion. I'm can just... I, can I, I can oh, uh, D-chipping in. What the... What this guy's Scottish credentials are? Is this is this guy that was like born in, in Motherwell and then moved when he was like two weeks old or something like that? So he has a Scottish, uh, I believe his mother or his grandmother is Scottish. I think it might actually just be his grandmother. He was born and raised in Burnley. I know this because I'm I had the same thought, um, and I went and sort of looked at his wiki page and I saw he's he's. I don't know if he's ever even been to Scotland. Well, there, there was that whole thing. Um, a previous Scottish player, uh, Matt Ritchie, who was English and played for Scotland, his first time in Scotland was playing at Hampden for Scotland. So, like, yeah. that's absolute bullshit, you basically. Do, you, do have to, you do have to be careful around, obviously, you know, I'm more Scottish, he's more Scottish than such and such. Yeah. I think if you, if you literally don't spend any time in the country, then it's a bit insulting. Definitely. I, I don't mind if players, I mean, we've got players in the team that are born in England that probably have grandmothers that are Scottish. I don't mind it if they're a part of the movement from the beginning. Um, the day, like, Alashay Adams, McTominay. Ah, exactly. Like these, these players have been involved in this whole growth. And at the time, you're a bit like, ah, they're not Scottish and that. But it all goes out the window when they're all putting in hard work and they're fighting for the badge. And, yeah. you know, they're there for Scotland. Obviously, it's great they're all Scottish but you know Harry Barnes I just seen clarified that is his grandmother so it's his grandma and it's yeah. like fucking hell I know if you wanted to be a part of it you know be involved from the start yeah uh, I don't mind if you're English and you want to play come from Baghdad come from wherever you want <laughs> if you're good and you're fighting for the you know the badge yeah I'm happy with that I but. think he should be made to stand in front of the dressing room wearing a kilt nothing but a kilt <laughs> in fact not even a kilt just one of those like novelty towels that have got a kilt on them Sing the it's national anthem. Right. <laughs> yeah, one of the yeah, one of those ginger cap things. 
sing the national anthem in full, then address a haggis. And if you can do all that, then uh, you know we'll have a look at things. Um, but but just to just just to counter your point and play devil's advocate for one quick second, um, I, we've we've kind of mentioned it with the Shea Adams McTominay thing, I suppose. But as soon as if say Harvey Barnes did play for Scotland, right? Say Steve Clark um, accepted him in and whatever, like okay, he's playing for Scotland now. As soon as he pulls on that uh, navy blue, that dark blue. Um, doesn't fucking matter to me he's scottish as far as i'm concerned um if he does make the transition it will be a bit annoying but if he plays for scotland like you know and he and he shows passion then at that point i don't think any scotsman will be caring especially if he bags a few at the euros 100 percent. obviously if if he plays for the team and he cares and he he scores a goal against portugal in the second game of the groups then it's all gone out the window at that (laughs) point a hat trick against portugal (laughs) Um, becomes captain and lifts the cup (laughs) yeah Oh, you're, you're right you're right and there's no shying away from the fact that as soon as he has the top on it does all go out the window it does it's it all does. speculation right yeah, now people yeah, have yeah. their opinions but. Uh, I mean you see the way that McTominay and Shea Adams just to keep using them they're the best two examples um, like the passion they have for when they play for Scotland is obvious and you just absolutely fucking love to see it in, a, in this weird way where it's like yeah, they chose us over England yeah, yeah. like get it up you England like, <laughs> Shea Adams could he get a game for England? I don't know. Probably not. But, well, not with Harry Kane. That's probably why he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's probably enough on uh, on old Mr. Barnes. Uh, so, um, just before we get on to the Lowland and Highland League, um, one more main news item to, to get to, and that is new Hibs manager Nick Montgomery was appointed yesterday, I believe. Yeah, it was. Uh, Central Coast Mariners boss... We addressed it a wee bit on the other podcast last week. Um, I thought it would be quite an exciting appointment. Aaron, you were less sure. Mm. Any um, updates on how you're on how you're feeling? Yeah, to be fair, I was, I'm being a lot more optimistic now that I've read about it. I've heard him speak on the on the mic as well, and you know, I've looked a bit more into what he done. Yeah. I think last week I was just feeling a bit pessimistic about Hibs in general, and. I mean, they could have appointed almost anyone but Neil Lennon or Dougie Emery and I would have been gutted. So I think um, it seems a very positive move and a lot of teams from other clubs, a mm-hmm. lot of fans from other clubs are bigging it up and etc. Yeah. as well. You know, it's a good feeling about it and we'll, we'll see how he, how he gets on. I've seen a lot of hype for this appointment. Um, even before it was happening, it seemed like it was definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he left he left his previous club. Um, he was being talked up from the beginning. Obviously, there's this whole new Australia connection, yeah. Asia connection that's been spearheaded by celtic annoyingly um but like fair enough um if if um he goes if he goes in a and a new manager bounce sort of thing then hibs fans will obviously be absolutely buzzing i think he i think he's got a good chance i think he's got a good chance i don't think the a league is actually tremendously far apart maybe in quality from the scottish league i don't know it's probably slightly less i think i think the a league's probably the Scottish League without Celtic and Rangers, I would say that's a that, that's a quite a good. I think without Celtic and Rangers when they're when they're playing well, uh, obviously they're playing a wee bit questionable right now. But yeah, maybe like the A League with because yeah. end of the day, Jason Cummings and McLaren as well. McLaren um, when he played at Hibs scored goals, and he was obviously the top goal scorer in the A League. That's true. That's and true. And if it was the you know the the SPL without. Celtic Rangers, McLaren would probably be one of the top goal scorers as well. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Good, good point, good point. It. I don't know. As soon as that left my lips, I thought that was maybe a honking shout alert from myself. But <laughs> uh, maybe maybe not. I know. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell, but the players that come over from the A-League and the managers, uh, the two managers anyway, seem to have adjusted all right to Scottish life so far. 
Um, but that waits to be seen for old uh, Nick Monty um, <laughs> at Easter Road. So, uh, Aaron, let's get into things. Uh, just cool. just before we get into the London Highland League, um, Berwick Rangers, uh, one of the many teams who have fallen victim to the new pyramid uh, pyramid format of the leagues, uh, their their uh, ground was vandalised last night. Shockingly, um, you know, apparently, so they say on Twitter anyway that they had been putting a lot of effort into. Um, doing their facilities up over the off season and that uh, vandals had, had come in and had totally wrecked uh, their facilities somehow which is obviously absolutely shocking it's it's gutting for all involved i mean what the fuck are you playing at like yeah. what is what is honestly they need um there's quite a strong feeling about how 4g parks are locked up often in scotland and you can't get free football um yet you can go to skate parks and you can just skate around if you mm. want and people point to that as maybe a reason why scottish football was behind in the past but is it any fucking wonder that they lock up facilities at night when you've got wee dicks and wee bams going about and smashing things up uh, just to get a wee video out yeah. of it or whatever? It's hard to really... It's hard to prevent things like this. It's really out of your hands. It's almost like it's like changing the way society behaves yeah, yeah, um, yeah. to try and mitigate this. And You know, in a way, like if it wasn't locked up, would you be incentivized to do it as much? Probably not because like the fun of it is if something's locked up you're going in and you're being breaking cheeky in. and doing yeah, it if yeah. it's open then you know there's less of that but you know even if it was open there's there's a good chance things would be vandalised we've seen it at other clubs Haddington Athletic Crossgates Primrose I've seen on Twitter as well a wee while back as well what had their ground their, their ah, stuff there it's go. a very common thing sadly and these football clubs are, aren't cherished with money as we know and having to put lots of money to fix in you know the stands and things like that yeah it's just whatever not, it is it's just not great for nah. them and it puts them back and it just you know resets the arena it's a shame week. we were in Berwick not that long ago and uh, we were speaking to a guy outside who said that he he, he was English but he lived in Berwick Ooh. and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck the English um, he his English team was Newcastle and his Scottish team was Aberdeen and he had been he was from around the border so he was like you've got to have a Scottish and an English team mate <laughs> oh sorry mate uh, we time reference for anyone um, he was like, you've got to have a, an English team and a Scottish team, mate. Uh, but everyone here loves Berwick too, mate. <laughs> Enough of that shit. So, <laughs> Just support Berwick and those. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Just get down to Berwick, get down to Shieldfield Park, support the Wee Rangers, come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a, it's a massive shame because I don't know why, but Berwick are just these one of the, one of these wee quirky clubs that, like, I don't know, I kind of I kind of like them just because of the fact that they're, Obviously, they're technically across the border, but they've played in the Scottish leagues. They've had, they've got a lot of history in our game, um, and like what we're about to move on to, the Lowland League um, is a very hard league to get out of. Um, as teams that have gone down from the from League Two from the SPFL have proven over the years, Albion, Cowdenbeath, Berwick Rangers, they're all dog shit in the Lowland League. Yeah, yeah, it's been proven that it's none of them even gotten close no. to getting back up. Um, all these teams that have went down, East Stirling as well, um, involved in that. I very much struggle to get even close to, to challenging at the top end and that's just because there's such a gulfing class um, between these teams that go down and the Lowland League teams are just getting stronger and stronger and getting more money and they're in areas where things are more prime for them to be able to, to, to go up so yeah. you know that's why we've seen Berwick struggling and they're going down Berwick are very much if we're going to go on to the Lowland League very, yeah I think, very, I think we're in the Lowland League uh, section now well and truly welcome riding the uh, Berwick wave <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> woo let's listen to some dog shit about the loan <laughs> by the way we'll preface this by saying we are by no means experts in either of these leagues yes. we're just about to talk absolute nonsense about 
two of our favourite leagues in the game. Uh, so we're not experts, but we probably know more than you. So stick around. And one thing we're sure you will laugh and you will hear the odd bit. You'll be like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Didn't know that Alex Harris played for Berwick. Well, how you do, so... <laughs> I didn't even know yeah. Alex Harris played for Berwick. Yeah, so. Lewis Allen, remember him, Hibs fans? He plays for <laughs> Berwick. Um, but yeah, Berwick are a team in the, in the Lone League that went down. Maybe one of the stronger sides that have gone down out of your Cowdens and Albions, um, who have probably got a bit more about them. Quite an inconsistent team from what I can see. Um, they've got a boy Liam Buchanan that I've heard a, quite a bit of noise about scoring right. about 20 plus goals Christ. last year so who are uh, East Kilbride just from looking at the league table um, are absolute goal machines in this league East Kilbride are a very very good outfit in this league this this year they've assembled a team and they've got Mick Kennedy Darvel manager of course. old Darvel manager helmet and we Cy Ferry uh, bobbing about and they've got a bit of a good cop bad cop sort yeah, of yeah. who's the bad cop on. and who's the no, good cop big mix the, the bad cop like, you reckon oh, we size I'd love a wee bit <laughs> size of a bit of a gimp to you'll be, be on this podcast before, you know <laughs> sitting on that couch right there in Waverley oh, okay. Park <laughs> we'll be calling him a gimp then <laughs> oh sorry, I love your stuff Cy <laughs> interview me Cy sorry son <laughs> Mick, um, Mick Kennedy oh man oh. as soon as he gave that speech for the Aberdeen game obviously yeah ha ha he'd be Aberdeen fucking whatever like better at le- aye well <laughs> are you surprised you've got this boy in the changing room before getting the cameras in and going when you cross that line you are brothers in arms oh, you will you will shed blood on the pit like what are you talking about you're not fucking you're not Aragorn mate <laughs> stupid little ah, I'm not gonna definitely watch Braveheart the night before like, <laughs> yeah. 100% <laughs> Honestly, but I mean, as, as a team, the reason why they've scored so many goals is because they played Gretna and Edinburgh Uni, who are both wafty bits of dog shit. Yeah, in that yeah. League. Uh, and they like put like ten and nine past them. So, but East Kilbride. I mean, when you've got those riveting speeches from the ex-Darvel manager, no surprise that they're pumping. Well, that's one of the as well. <laughs> that's one of the interesting things. It's similar in the Highland League as well, I'd say, but in the Lowland League too, like you met, you just mentioned there, between sort of when you get into 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th and then you get below that there's a real massive gulf in the ability of the teams that are at the bottom and the teams that are at the top um, why do you think is it finances is it yeah. what? what is it I, th- I think it is I think this year the lonely getting stronger and stronger and stronger they're managing to wield out the shite the Dalby Star being relegated last year and now it's really Edinburgh Uni and Gretna who are like the two really poor teams who are getting battered yeah, off everyone yeah. more or less and it is down to finances and it's maybe for Gretna I think it's their ca- catchment area oh yeah god bless me talking about <laughs> catchment areas <laughs> god, loves a, god loves a catchment area so they do yeah <laughs> Gretna's Jim, catchment Jimmy <laughs> I can love a catchment area so but I do no it's really hard for them to recruit players and they're actually training down at Gretna right now only reason why I know that's because of the stat sports uh, the company I work yeah. for selling to them um, and they find it hard getting stat sports every week there's going to be another stat sports plug coming <laughs> no, down the line later plenty of them another anecdote <laughs> <laughs> um, and Edinburgh Uni have just been very weak for ages so yeah well I mean is it any surprise when you see like a university team that's weak yeah it's going to be weak you know but I mean bringing obviously. on to that is our Uni of Sterling last year for folks that do have some sort of credence with the Lonely Uni of Sterling finished fourth last year right, right and that was okay. a big big surprise that. Yeah, um, that, that seems massive that I so the teams at Edinburgh University and University of Stirling, they're the two um, like actually academical clubs that are in the in the Lowland League. Yeah. Do they field students or actual players? 
Do you know? Cause yeah, they're students. They're students. Do, can they sign players? I or think, is it all I think they're able to sign players. Right, okay, okay. I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't, but no, that's the main goal for their team is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Students. No wonder they're getting pumped if the main goal for the Like, obviously, it'd be the best students yeah. in the country. 100%. Assume, but... aye. And I think what, what draws them in is uh, they're able to get people from all around the world to come and study something a bit unique in sport because they, you know... Yeah, okay. They, um, specialise in sports yeah, yeah, Ireland for yeah, example yeah. and that gets them in they, oh, you can play football in the fifth tier of Scottish football as well yeah. and it draws people across that are good you also have master's students PhD students that are all ages as well yeah. which are well in tune so yeah yeah and, that's interesting another another thing that's quite interesting as well is um, well you had a wee stint at Broomhill uh, BSC well uh, the old Broomhill mm. uh, coaching the, the youth uh, there um, and now obviously Broomhill FC is essentially a uh, a podcast club yes yeah, so Broomhill used to be as you said BSC Glasgow and now BSC Glasgow are a new team they're actually in the 10th tier right they've uh, formed a, they've formed a they've like started, Phoenix club uh, they've oh. started a game but that was basically Cy Ferry's little project last year open goal Broomhill yeah, was but it. that stopped so Cy Ferry stopped that um, so now it's just literally a proper football club in Broomhill FC right um, thank god honestly uh, because it was just a lot of, uh, it seems so strange it, but it's it so like strange a lot of nonsense that a club fair. can just um, that, that like if you've got enough money you can just kind of just grab total control of a team and just completely change its mm. identity around it doesn't it doesn't really seem right mm. there's quite there's quite a funny there was a lot of backlash about it yeah there was quite a funny uh, little bit in the, the documentary uh, Kirk Broadfoot they're all on the bus home coming home from like Bucky in the Scottish yeah. Cup and one of the boys has cracked out a Corona and uh, Kirk Broadfoot's just absolutely fuming he's like this is no professional enough <laughs> really? absolutely fuming what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> what is he talking about <laughs> Kirk like... Broadfoot is pish <laughs> notoriously pish across all everyone agrees I did I'd get you going oh though. man and ah. now he plays for Morton now is that professional enough for you <laughs> getting relegated from the championship suppose it beats finishing like 10th in the lone league ah, probably, but it does, but still ah, you got your airtime on the telly so ah, yeah, what exactly. was Cy or good mate Cy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, aye, but that's that's absolutely crazy. Glad to hear that um, open goal, that whole operation ceased. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank God. Um, yeah, another another interesting thing I'll ask you about Lowland League wise. Obviously, there was a lot of controversy when the B teams were introduced. Yeah. Um, comfortingly, obviously Hearts are sitting second. Hearts B are, are sitting second right now. Um, I just love seeing Celtic B plumbing away in twelfth below Cowden, below Galaferidine, below Linlithgow Rose, below Civil Service Strollers. Um, Celtic B, Hearts B. What's your take on the B team thing, Crow? Um, I think the B team. I, I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't enjoy it. I don't like the B teams being in the lone league. It just doesn't feel like a proper, authentic team. Like yeah. there could be space in there for someone else, like Musselbra, wink, wink, <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Darvel. You know what I mean? There could be. There could be other teams in there that would be better suited and, and teams that can go up. At the end of the day, the B teams can't actually go into. Um, you know, no, the, the, the they can't two, get they can't promoted. do anything, which is just like, what are you really it seems, doing? It seems it's just very yeah. developed players for Hearts and yeah. Celtic that aren't actually going to even break into their teams. So yeah. why not at least loan them out to other clubs in the Championship League One? It um, seems very Europe. Yeah, it seems very Euro to do this. Like, you're not here of Brexit. <laughs> but we left that muck behind. Yeah. Well, Rangers left the league last year, yeah. this year, so. You know, they've heard about Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they, they might have heard about Brexit, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think I find it really peculiar. And um, would it not just be better maybe merging the B teams and the reserves? Because there's a reserves league as well. The Bs are just kind of reserves. 
like younger reserves i guess like why not just put them all in one little no one gives a shit corner of scottish football and just let them develop or whatever the hell you want because i don't know um it wasn't great seeing some teams who have earned their place rather than sort of being given a place in the league getting pumped willy-nilly last season by your celtics Develop them the proper way. Just send yeah. them to Annan, get kicked about by other League One <laughs> yeah, defenders, yeah, yeah. and then. It's been that way for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the problem with it either, personally. Nah. But. I mean, Hearts and Celtics are just two rotten clubs, so we don't see any more of them than we need to. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any more Celtic Rangers. <laughs> we really don't. Uh, but yeah, so Aaron, who are your um, hot picks for this league? Who's your teams to look out for that we'll be seeing? Uh, very possibly in 24-25 I think obvious ones East Colbride made that shout before a ball was kicked this year they'd be in League 2 still standing by that after seeing how they've began um, and I mean, we've already sort of touched upon them but they, they score goals for fun they're very resilient and hard to yeah. beat just to put it into perspective 35 goals for in uh, 9 games ridiculous <laughs> do the math that is yeah well I'm not doing the math <laughs> do on, the fucking math <laughs> I'm on five hours sleep you can <laughs> four goals a game basically that's ridiculous but and they also just beat Edinburgh City as well 4-1 in the Challenge Cup now I mean the Edinburgh City field are very that's genius team, but you're going over there and winning 4-1 it's a fair play and, and East Kilbride as well have got on their website uh, I was on there the other day just relate to stat sports if you you know I work there ah. so um, saying that they're going to be in League 2 it's just like they're so wait East Kilbride have that on their they've site they've got in their site that they're like, going soon to be or something like That's that like, soon to be in League 2 so you know it's all going guns blazing for, for yeah, East Kilbride yeah, yeah. And, and you know that is genius them. that like um, Christ they've read the script they know the script uh, the script writes itself <laughs> that's bloody mental they've, they've just said we're going to be in League 2 I was like fair play like, I can actually kind of respect that it's hard to get they've already had a pop it I think it was uh, I think it was Cowden that, that denied them um, previously in, think, right like, okay yeah yeah back. so they've already had a little sniff around yeah, but, <laughs> yeah good team that is mad that like and um, obviously you've got your other teams up there I'm surprised to see Cumbernauld Colts uh, Cumbernauld Colts sit in third which is uh-huh. quite a strange one uh, Trinent who have been on the rise for a while and CSS who are a team punching way way above their weight yeah, we've been to Christy Gillies Park yeah. and we spoke to you, I think it was you that spoke to someone from we there we were lucky enough that when we visited uh, Christy Gillies Park the um, guy was cutting the grass or something and, and we went up and we're like oh right mate are you the groundsman he was like no I'm the chairman <laughs> and then like, it, was <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it was like oh fuck like oh hello oh hello sir <laughs> like oh you're the chairman you say like stop by for a quick interview then and uh, yeah we just we just kind of chatted to him for a wee bit uh, schmoozed up the old the CSS chairman <laughs> but like when you go there it is it is crazy how like small time it is um mm. it's around the back of Muir House which is like a famously sort of uh, more. Uh, I wouldn't say rough, but more more locals, more Edinburgh, <laughs> more Edinburgh than some other parts. Uh, not Edinburgh. It's an area of high deprivation, though. Well, there we go. Uh, D, D, D chipping in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, D correcting the goons uh, on the mic as always. Uh, an, an area of high deprivation, Muir House, which is where CSS play, and their ground uh, basically tells you that it's like a wee tin shed with one row of seats uh, behind a five-a-side football complex. Um, but it's just brilliant to be honest like CSS are, are quite a well liked club I think in Edinburgh because they're they're known for um, being that sort of wee team that no one has a problem with and, and they've got loads of heart and they're always competing but they're always mid to low in the mm. lone league and now like sixth in the league 
how mental would that be if Edinburgh got another team? It doesn't that. need another team. I just they don't feel like a, a proper team, and they're I, not really. No one ever really speaks about them. No, but they're, they're the exact same as what if Trent came in the league or Edinburgh City a few years ago or Spartans even. Yeah. Um, but I mean, fair play to them that they're they're doing well <sighs> Outsi- right now. Outside of like Caledonian Braves, Edinburgh Uni. Uh, they would have the least fans, probably. I'd imagine so. That, like, surely, <laughs> Which is like, crazy, like... Surely. Four, Edim- four Edinburgh teams? Five Edinburgh teams, that would be? Yeah. Yeah. Hibs, Hearts, Edinburgh, yeah. uh, Spartans, and, and Civil Service. Like, no one needs your Civil Service. Nah. I'm sorry I've just bigged you up, but nah. I can't be arsed with you. One up. guy that's at Civil Service that you'll like is uh, Conrad Bal- Balatoni. Mm. He's there at the moment. I knew you'd enjoy man. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd enjoy that. <laughs> I've mentioned Conrad Balladoni often <laughs> yeah. in the past, it seems. Uh, yeah, no, quite a mark for our old Conrad. I don't know why. Like, it's like a cool yeah. name, is it? Um, but yeah, uh, CSS, like, fair enough. They're, they're such a strange club. It would be mental to see them coming up, but, right. but not really needed. No chance of that. So. Uh, one, one quick thing. We might move on to the Highland League soonish, I think. Yeah. Um, do we, can we have a time check, D? We are... 27 minutes and counting. Lovely wow. stuff. Plenty of time. Looks like, we're, looks like we're rolling along nicely. Um, yeah, box office. Yeah, box office. You heard box it office yeah. You heard it from the producer first. Um, <laughs> One team I've got to mention, Mikey, before we go anywhere is East Stirlingshire. Oh, if, if of course. If you'll allow me, course. God, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of Alan course. have got plenty hang, of time, out. Mate, you'd hung dry <laughs> me if I didn't yeah. bring up East Stirlingshire. Falkirk mob. Um, got an absolute soft spot for East Stirling. Uh, obviously, you know, for people that follow the Crow family tree and we have resided <laughs> to Falkirk <laughs> many yeah, moons yeah, ago yeah, yeah. for our sins um, and obviously my old man's went and started following East Stirlingshire I went along quite sad that they've not got their a ground or got a home and it's one thing that really upsets me about any team and I know you share the same opinion Mikey is when a team doesn't have their own home it just feels a bit lost and mm-hmm. a bit sad mm-hmm. um, so they're playing at Falkirk's round obviously it was a team uh, from a team perspective they're quite underperforming this year uh, people were speaking about them to be a bit better than what they were, but they have been struggling since they've came down. They're almost the joke club of the professional league yeah. back in the day, weren't they? So They were. Well, this is the thing. They were known, they were famous, in fact, and were talked about many times, even though there was there was another club in Scottish football who we'll maybe get onto in a bit, who also had the same tag. But they were known for a while as the worst team in the world the worst football mm. club in the world because they just consistently finished bottom of League Two year in, year out before they introduced the pyramid um, system to the game. So like they were they were labelled as basically being the most pointless team to follow. There was actually a book written about them by a guy, I can't remember his name, and he just went to every game over an East Stirlingshire season. He was uh, he supported some other team. I think he was an English guy. And he, he moved to Scotland. Ah, fuck, fuck the English. Uh, once again, uh, <laughs> who fought and died, boy? Um, yeah, he he had moved up to Scotland um, and started following East Stirlingshire uh, over the course of a season. Uh, Furs Park was their old mm. ground, a famous, a really famous ground that was just. It was one wee stand, boggy as hell pitch, but like you know the the history of that place was was massive, and it, it's. I know it was probably fallen into disrepair, but I just find it so sad that East Stirlingshire, like so many other clubs, especially in the central uh, and west of Scotland, uh, just move grounds as soon as they fall into disrepair and end up having this weird nomadic, like, 10 years. It's not fine. That is that is the way that clubs like Clyde 
um, have lost fans over the years. It's the reason that teams like East Stirlingshire have lost fans over the years. So it's the reason that a lot of clubs seem to fade in the background. You don't have an area to represent. You just represent... Like, so Clyde, who played, obviously, uh, on along the River Clyde at the start of their existence, the whole point was that they represented uh, Western Glasgow. Yeah. And then they were in Cumbernauld, and then they, now they're in uh, Hamilton. And then it's just like, you don't... You lose your core that way. And East Stirlingshire, I imagine, will have lost some of their core because, like they don't have their own ground maybe not so much because it is just in Falkirk but it's sad it's sad to see I think yeah I totally and utterly agree you couldn't have said it any better yeah. and I'm, I'm glad I brought that up mm. <laughs> going absolutely tit <laughs> that was brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely great Thank great God. but uh, but yeah um, East Stirlingshire uh, Albion Rovers Berwick um, am I missing any, any others Cowden um, all clubs that have been relegated all clubs that have really struggled in the Lowland League which shows you that the Lowland League is a league of quality. Um, it's closer mm. to League Two than a lot of people would probably have you think. Um, even the leagues below it, like obviously, I was just going to put in a perspective. Like Lynn Lithgow came up this year, and you know, there's a few other podcasts that I do listen to. And haven't working in this job, <laughs> oh, I yeah, keep going yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Lynn Lithgow were a team that came up, and people expecting them to be like fish like sniffing around third yeah. fourth coming straight up from the, the east, east of scotland east, league yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just to put in a perspective how good you know the lowland the the, teams the, are. the base of lowland teams like when you even get below the lowland league you see it in the scottish cup every year like lowland lithgow again they got to the last 16 um there's other teams darvel yeah darvel gutting exactly yeah prime example as but well like yeah and so it's every year it's yeah, consistent it is as consistent. well like it's not just like it's the odd time where you see like back in the day it felt like we only seen like Auchinleck Talbot play hearts and that was it now it's like every year you're guaranteed a team that's not in the top four divisions to be in the last 16 of the Scottish Cup and maybe even two like. genuinely it's it's um, such a trend of the last few years and it owes itself that to the pyramid and it owes itself to the release of wealth that's now happened a lot of these clubs your Darvels um, your Linlithgow's uh, Bonnie Rig and uh, Kelty as well are the, are the two best examples probably have sat in these leagues and they haven't been able to get out but they've won the league every year they've generated a lot of income because they get fans um, but they haven't had to spend out with their means because they're still competing at the same level over and over again so they don't have to outspend anybody to succeed um, so they've accumulated all this wealth over years and years and years and then now the the hatches are off and they can just open that fucking war chest and yeah. just go absolutely mad for it basically yeah and that's why i think you see a lot of these teams really succeeding and a lot of the teams that come down from the top into the lone league really struggling because they've not had that same ability to gather loads of money over yeah. years basically i totally agree with that completely yeah. utterly and um I, I if anything I, I obviously we've got no say in how the pyramid works but i think it should be opened up a lot more than what it is but it's very hard for that to be done because for example in the lowland league for, for a team to come up or more than one team come up it'd have to be agreed within the lowland league you mean as and, in a multiple promotions from the top yeah, right so okay like, yeah. like the fact of being i think it should be like maybe three teams go down three teams go up something like that that would be mad and it'd be it? great and, it, and it'd be interesting but the teams in the lowland league are never going to vote for that obviously it's good for us as fans yeah. and people that watch it but you know if you're Edinburgh University, there's a reason why yous have been in this league for so long now. It's because the pyramid scheme is so hard to navigate. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you know, going off of that, one thing that would have to probably change 
like that would be amazing but then you would have almost half of league two being relegated potentially yeah. in one go absolutely that would call for like a total uh mindfuck reconfiguration of the whole thing no i i mean sorry i mean in terms of the going into the lowland league itself i think in ah, league, sorry i think i think in league two the way it's done is decent i rate that to be fair even still maybe there could be more more about it. maybe the team that finishes 10th could go down but you're right then that would be what 20% of the league yeah, yeah, Most, yeah. if Clyde and Elgin both to finish in the top two bottom two places you expect both of them to go down against definitely Breakin and East Colbride for Breakin example or, or Banks of D so, or Bucky or whoever, whoever like. we will get on none of the them. Highland League teams they're yeah. all shite eh? so <laughs> Highland League versus Lowland League <laughs> now on BBC Sounds <laughs> how shite is BBC Sounds by oh, the way just sure. a quick side note some of the stuff that the BBC produces is just utter hog shit <clears throat> you mean the uh, the uh, here we the, go the I'm going to turn that up a bit for over here uh, the, do you mean the content rather than the actual platform? I no, the platform's good, but yeah, the, platform, the stuff that... Oh, all right. <laughs> I said so sorry, Dom. No, the, uh, your spot on the content that they come out with is just pure awful sometimes. Like that bloody cartoon thing that was on... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> They've deleted them. I know, yeah. rightly so. Like, rightly so. If, if anybody saw them, they were just terrible, this terrible was, political sketches. This like, was... Uh, yeah and it was not funny it was painfully it was offensively unfunny like it was actually enraging to watch more than 10 seconds of which sometimes you do you just anger watch things i do that quite a lot yeah yeah, yeah. that's the majority of stuff i watch online <laughs> <laughs> class i must admit the only things i really watch is love island usa right now which is a great watch so yeah, yeah. Oh, if anyone wants to get on that or comment to me about it <laughs> that would be great Spine. one thing uh, one thing i would recommend to listeners <clears throat> Anything featuring you and Cameron, the uh, oh god, oh no, the uh, the critically acclaimed Scottish, <laughs> Scottish football, a trailblazer. Yeah, actually. yeah. Some say uh, a pioneer. Um, I try to avoid this one. Uh, <laughs> Big shout out to you and yeah, well you, done, you and Cameron. Um, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually so sorry. I can't even remember messaging you. Um, <laughs> but I stand by what I said. <laughs> You are you're a helmet of the highest order. You are slating Steve Clark. Um, why? Why? That was what triggered the message. You and nothing else. And you know what people were? You were saying, oh, it's cowardly to to DM someone um, and call them names. Uh, how about I just do it publicly next time then? When I when I disagree with you, that's what I'll do. In fact, you and um, you and you've officially sparked a, 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 an anger within me that's not been seen in a long time. Could this? And stop me if I'm wrong here, but could this be Scottish football podcasting's first rival? <laughs> it's the old firm of uh, Scottish football, Ewan D. Cameron and Tour of the Terraces. You heard it here first. Uh, Ewan. Um, he, did, he did delete the tweet. Though. Ewan deleted the tweet. Um, I think he. I think he saw better. He was getting trashed in the comments. Actually, a lot of people were agreeing with me. So uh, unlucky. Um, yeah. One one thing that will will not be getting trashed by myself though is the glorious Breeden Highland League, um, Scottish football's one of Scottish football's oldest institutions, um, a truly a truly amazing league for for so many reasons that we'll get into now, and uh, one thing just to just to preface this just to kick it off, uh, why it's so amazing, on their website they have a little history tab section thing. Mm. Uh, and I'm just going to read out what the last sentence 
of uh, that history. You read it to me tab- beforehand and it was unbelievable and everyone needs to hear this. I don't think there's a better way to, to introduce the Highland League uh, to listeners that might be unfamiliar with it. Although the Highland Football League is a small speck in the increasingly global world of football, it is a league with special character, a sound commitment to the game, exceptional skill, strong pride, and an integral part of the communities within which it is a part. Mon the fucking Highlands. Oh, how, how else do you want to get fired up? There's <laughs> nothing that can fire you up more than that, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a league that's been around since the 1800s. Um, I mean, some people might say that the quality of it isn't as as sort of high as the Highland as the Lowland League, and I think that's a lot to do with money and and population and catchment areas yeah. potentially. Oh boy, I love a catchment area. Uh, the the quality of the league probably has a bit to do with that. Um, but that being said, there are a good few quality sides in the Highland League, um, and I'm going to start things off with. Um, well, team the second team, I guess, team two of, of my home city, Aberdeen. Uh, and that's Banks D, because Cove is not Aberdeen. Cove Rangers is not Aberdeen. Uh, let's make that clear. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to start talking about Aberdeen again. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Cove in Aberdeen. Well, some people go to Cove games, but it's just like a little pity Christy. thing. Yeah, Christy, Craigie Campbell. <laughs> this is like a little pity move um, on their part. Uh, Banks D are the real second team of Aberdeen and what a season they are having uh they've recently come up to the highland league they might be sitting low lower in the table than some would have expected a lot of people thought they were going to come in and, and kick dirt straight away or, or kick dust up straight away uh but they're goal machines is what they are um and they have a squad of players that that some people might recognize uh, a few names in there uh you've got uh, chris antianazzi antianazzi um, former former Aberdeen youth player and also um, Montrose uh, youngster. He's only 23. He's absolutely balling out in the Highland League. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Antionazzi at all. No, no. Know. I think he's the sort of player that, um, like you said, the, the old traditional way, go down, prove yourself in the lower leagues. Yeah. He's a sort of player we might see later on coming up the divisions because... Uh, he's absolutely quality. Get picked up from an Elgin or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. And then sort of making his way up up that way. Um, you know, you mentioned mentioned Elgin. So a lot of teams have actually come from the Highland League um, and have got and have gone on to do great things in Scottish football. Um, it wasn't that long ago that um, teams were still being voted from the Highland League into the top yeah. into the top flights. Um, so the most famous examples, obviously, Inverness Cali, uh, only formed in nineteen ninety nine, mm. uh, I believe it was when. Uh, a few the three Inverness teams uh, had a discussion about whether to come together or not one of those teams Clachnacudden still remains in the Highland League the other two clubs Inverness Caledonian and Inverness Thistle uh, formed and uh, have gone on to win Scottish Cup Uh, they've gone on to win at Parkhead you know for a team for a city that was uh, that is a fairly big uh, place for in terms of Scotland uh, to go on and to achieve all these things um, when they were in such a low division. It's crazy to me that Inverness had a team in a non-league league yeah. for a while. It is quite bonkers yeah. that when you when you think about it. like not that long ago, within mm. the last twenty years. Within the they last... were they were playing Turriff and yeah, yeah. Keith and yeah, Wick exactly. Academy yeah, and things yeah. like that. And and now they, as you say they've gone on to win the biggest prize in the Scottish football. Prize, yeah, well it was it was um Shinny Graham Shinny was still playing for Inverness when they won the Scottish Cup and uh, Ryan Essen oh, was their goalie. Um, who is also from uh, Aberdeen, and they put up a photo of them two on the bus with the with the Scottish Cup or whatever, and it was like, 
who would have thought two Ludens Fatori would have won, <laughs> would ever win the Scottish Cup? It's Aberdonian. It's so Aberdonian. I, I don't give a shit. I love it so much. It's genius. Um, and so Aberdeenshire has quite a big uh, representation in the Highland League. I think that's maybe why I've got su- such a soft spot for it. It's got to be. It's you got know, to be. It's like, it's like if it was like a... You know, it's the reason why I lonely got resonate with as well, having East Lothian teams True. in okay. amongst it. Yeah. Like yeah. Trenent, it's nice seeing Trenent being such a decent force in the Lowland League because of that reason, so I can see why. Yeah, no, I think that's why, because, well, so my mum, when she was younger, she would go to Forest Mechanic Games. Forest Mechanics are such an iconic club. Such uh, a cool name. Such a, cr- a great <laughs> name. Like, she was, she always talks about, I remember Flag Raising Day, <laughs> like, at Forest Mechanics. Um and then, a Victorian time uh, <laughs> she is only about yeah, I don't yeah. want to say anything bad 41 uh, yeah. if you're listening just turned 50 actually so yeah hey, happy birthday still young enough <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah and like um, one of our one of our good friends and, and tour alumni Rory West uh, he played for Keith um, when he was playing <laughs> the comrade. So I didn't know he was centre half for actual for the real keeper. <laughs> I don't think he actually got a game in the Highland League, to be fair to him. But no, uh, no he he actually I think Rory actually played um at the highest level technically of all really? of us then. because uh, he, he played for Keith as he would love to tell yourself and James Crow and as he told you and James many times on that famous Blackpool trip. Uh, yeah. So you've got you've got all these clubs that are just kinda close to my heart for various reasons. Uh, that's why I love the Highland League so much, and that's why I know so many other people from that area of Scotland love love this league. Um, so the main team that we're going to talk about in the Highland League is, is obviously, uh, there's only one you can really talk about, and that's Brecon. Yeah. Uh, Brecon last season were absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think they were undefeated until the last month of the season. Uh, they were They were undefeated going into the last 10 games, certainly. Um, which in any league that you are competing in, like on the same level as, is is just a phenomenal achievement. Whether it's Celtic doing the Invincibles or it's Brecon nearly doing the Invincibles mm-hmm. in the Highland League, like that would have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, went down to a final uh, day decider, Bucky versus Brecon, the two teams that were going for the title, and it was a sellout up in Bucky uh, on the north coast. Sounds of amazing. Yeah. Um, Traveling Brecon fans selling out the away end, uh, the whole bloody town of Bucky out to see uh, to see their boys at Victoria Park, um, and Brecon left uh, as two 0 winners and won the league. Um, obviously, Graham Stewart um, on the Bucky side, absolutely gutted. Um, he gave quite a, a funny press conference afterwards where all he said was he was just like. I'm absolutely gutted. And it was like, trying to elaborate, and he was like, I'm just shattered. I'm shattered to pieces in this. Like, that must be crushing. Yeah, yeah. That, to have like. gone that far in the season, to yeah. have played so well, and the only reason you lose is because another team who's probably got a bit more resources than you has, has managed to do the same it thing. It must be quite difficult that, day. like, being in the Lone League and the Highland League is like only one team's going to even have a sniff at potentially getting in. There's no, like, playoff. There's no chance for any team below first position yeah. to have any chance so like, that's why that must be so draining a as a manager savage and that's why it's quite them. impressive to see Bucky already you know five wins one draw at the top of the league like after that must be quite a kick exactly. the stones and they're, well, they're back at it so. that's exactly what I was going to mention is after this you know that Bucky Thistle have just Bucky Thistle are such a, a, a sort of institution of this league they are they are quite a loved club in terms of you know everyone's got soft spots for various teams but they they get a really decent following as does so many teams actually in the Highland League get a really uh, decent following from their their local communities 
um you know there's that old thing about scotland being the most uh attended uh country for football per population head uh, in europe uh, and yeah. i think a big reason to do with that a big reason for that is because you have uh guys turning out week in week out in bucky in lossy mouth in rothes uh, in nairn in wick to go and support the guys who, who are from their place maybe some of them will prefer some other teams um some undesirable teams potentially mm. but they still go out there and they do their bit by their by their community team uh every every week which is just it's so great i think teams in the the highland league as you just mentioned there are far more this is just a general thing i've got no backing this are far more proud of their local team than maybe the lone league sides like i think people from huntley are far more likely to go and watch a huntley game than say East Kilbride, you're you're absolutely I think, spot I think, on. I think people yeah. from East Kilbride will not even really bat an eyelid about East Kilbride to that great extent. Yeah. Sport Rangers, Celtic, and Albion. Whereas people from Huntley, yeah, maybe they are affiliated with like Aberdeen or Inverness, but they've got a real like a proper soft spot for Huntley. They they are, are, are pretty much Huntley fans and would be if Huntley made the journey the of the leagues. Yeah. Um, John Henderson from Darts. Oh, yes. Huntley man. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Maybe it's because I just saw you Google him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't have a laptop. Aye. <laughs> Not making all this up. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, you're, you're totally spot on, Aaron. Um, I think the, you know, it's hard to say because there's definitely fans in the Lone League that are extremely 100%. passionate as well. Don't want to decredibilize them. Not at all. But generally speaking, I think that is true. People who support Highland League clubs are almost 100% in on their Highland League teams the, the way the, just to hang in the way that I present that for is because when I was at uni and I met folk that were from up north there was actually a boy from Huntley who told me that he supports Inverness but had a real soft spot for Huntley whereas again if I met someone that was from Trenent they'd probably just be a Hibs fan and, and they yeah. wouldn't even really mention Trenent yeah they would maybe go to a Trenent game they would, I do, maybe they even like maybe they go maybe to they an wouldn't. odd one but yeah. like I don't doubt they even would to yeah, be fair yeah, they'd just yeah. be a Hibs fan and that would be it yeah because this guy's an Inverness fan obviously goes to quite a few Inverness games but also you know well like seeing Huntley uh, jobbing about so mate without a shadow of a doubt if Camacmore or Newton Hill the two local teams to, to the village that I'm from if either of them were in the Highland League, um, we would have been down every single Saturday supporting yeah. them. Like I don't know why, but there's I don't know if it's the history of the league or what, but there is a serious thing about it. Like you know, the the Highland League was almost formed as its own separate thing that was never going to be a part of the wider Scottish mm. leagues for a long, long time. Um, so they've kind of developed this this thing that's almost apart from the Scottish game. Yeah. Um, so we've we've got the passion, we've got this big fandom. Um, the actual quality of the football, um, sadly, I have to give it to the Lone League. The Lone League has proved um, year after year that it's probably the league with higher football quality. I think there's no question in, in that. The one thing that I love about the Highland League is just there's no faffing around. It's like proper football. They all go, they all rate, they all know what they're going on about. Where I feel like there's a lot more like politics in the Lone League. Um, I feel like people are out to get one another in terms of like we don't want you to be in our league we don't want this to be in okay, our league yeah. whereas Ireland's got its set group of teams that all play they all know the crack yeah, yeah, and they yeah. all just crack on with it but in terms of the quality of football I think the Lone League you know without we don't have to really go into two depths it is probably better quality than yeah. 
um, the the Highland League itself. Yeah, I just find it interesting that it's obviously it's, there's obviously a, a sort of disconnect there. Um, the Highland League being formed in 2013, like it's a, it's a much newer venture, and this is like an ancient league that has been that has gone has gone back years and years and years and years, and has big followings, big clubs, um, teams that will be obviously looking to go up this season. Um, but that's one of the things is it is like obviously you'll have teams wanting to go up, but like you know as well, Aaron, a lot mm. of these teams actually are scared of the idea of promotion and um, particularly in the highland league um and it and it's financially uh, the reasons are financial yeah absolutely um, it's quite a shame that it is a it? shame um they're, they're sort of deterred from going up because it means they'll have to spend more they might risk they'll have uh, to change their structure and yeah. like they've got such a well-oiled machine that works it very well at this level of football and you know by going up is a very scary jump and we've seen teams have an absolute backlash from going up and not yeah. being able to be able to afford it. Maybe they're outspending without their means, and then it just all goes a bit sour. It slides, for them. yeah. I mean, obviously, teams. There's not many examples of teams from the Highland League going up and coming back down. No. But um, like one example is obviously uh, Brecon's slide from the Championship all the way down to the Highland League, where they're now uh, dominating. And um, you mentioned before, Aaron, you were speaking to the. Yeah, I was speaking to the chairman at, at chairman Brecon. of. Uh, Oh, Breakin. It was Breakin. Yeah, it's yeah. Breakin, a chairman of Breakin, who who basically said every team that plays them, it's basically their cup final. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that that shows you how big a team Breakin are in that league. Yeah. Uh, and are and many people says they probably just think that Breakin are a decent team in that in that league that are doing well against your Buckies and Banks of D. But Breakin are seen as like the big dogs. Yeah. Well, in, in that league. In terms of right, let's let's have a think about who's maybe gonna be who's gonna be in amongst it this season. Who's gonna be going up and and facing most likely East Kilbride in the playoffs next season so obviously Breakin would be a shout Bucky as well I would put Banks of D in that conversation too um, I'm actually really surprised to see For Martin doing as well yeah. as they're doing For Martin United are sitting second currently um, they might not they might be a club that the casual Scottish football fan might never have even heard of yeah. For Martin United yeah. before um, they, they're from a very small place just north of Aberdeen um, it's it's bizarre to see them up there because they they are famously one of the smaller smallest clubs mm. in, in that league but i think their proximity to aberdeen probably gives them a bit a bit more cash but you know they're obviously playing very well up there and long may it continue for any mm. any for martin united fans that, might be <laughs> that would be fantastic honestly if there's any for martin united fans just just do anything to make yourself known oh, and, and and we'll do something mental for you in <laughs> something something mental just name coming. what you want done yeah yeah <laughs> genuinely name name it and we'll do it for you right, so if you yeah, stumbled yeah. upon this yeah, podcast yeah. to support right. for martin united fucking holy mad. fuck yeah yeah we've hit the jackpot on that one um, adrian lewis yeah. <laughs> we've got uh we've got another team who, who have actually struggled quite a bit that i that are that are quite good normally in the Highland League uh, Forest Mechanics should be up there too um, they've had a bit of a, of a rough start um, not probably sitting where they want to be uh, there's two undefeated teams uh, Banks of D Bucky and uh, there's a third one uh, mucking about somewhere in there Breakin uh, Breakin Bucky and Banks of D Banks of D there's a third Brora Rangers wow yeah, Brewer Rangers undefeated as well. <laughs> on the fucking thank God, we, thank God we detected that one. I knew there was another. Uh, yeah, Brora obviously. Let's let's give Brora a bit of love yeah. because they came into uh, the Scottish limelight not that long ago when they they pumped Hearts out of the cup, and I would argue that's a bigger upset than the Darvel defeat mm. personally, mm. Um, because they're 
from a, a place with less less finances they're they're probably um i don't know overall a smaller club than darville maybe maybe more famous because they're from such a random part of the country we were in brora or i was in brora not that long ago about a year ago and uh all the people were talking about was like the game on saturday and it was all about brora and stuff there so it just it just goes to show Can you i just admit i completely and utterly forgot that brora beat hearts yeah it's mental. Fucking mental yeah 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 which just shows you you know we're talking about this quality thing like maybe like that it's should not be remembered so much like why mind, is it maybe not it's just me that's forgot about but there'll probably be other people right there going ago, it was two I years ago that, yeah the D man remembers. Even D remembers. Yeah, so. that was a massive story. It was like national story. But I, I, I think it's been overshadowed a bit by the by the other defeats. I think there must be other to. people that listen and go, Grandma, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping so. And then, uh, do you know who their manager manager was? Any uh, no, bit no. of trivia for you there? No. Uh, Ross Tokley wow. was the manager at the, the time. Big man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big Ross Tokley. Absolute cane, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you reckon you could name any grounds uh, in the Highland League, Crow? Um, oh, now we're asking. Now you're asking what's Breakin Stadium. I should be. Oh there, yeah, right? okay, yeah, yeah. But I feel uh, like we've done a lot on Breakin. Uh, um, but we'll mention the hedge. Uh, the hedge. Ryan Hedges. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I can't. Not off the top <laughs> of Glebe my head. Glebe Park. Glebe Park. Um, yeah, the hedge. Breakin's hedge is is a very famous little thing. If you didn't know, listeners, have it, a look. Have a look. Yeah, because at one side of the pitch is a massive hedge. <laughs> basically, that's it, and it's and it's quite famous for some reason. Uh, people fucking love the Breakin hedge. Uh, <laughs> but enough about Breakin. Banks D, Bucky for Martin. Um, all the teams at the top. Uh, let's glide down to the dirty end of the Highland League and take a look at your Inverurie Locos, your Devon Vales, and your Straths Bay Thistles. Aaron, um, Straths Bay Thistle oh. was a was a club that you were recently in contact with. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what the chairman told you. Very, very interesting. Obviously, I, personally, before uh, before I phoned the guy, I was very unaware of Straths Bay Thistle uh, and their credence. Phoned the guy up. Didn't know if they just had a really poor season last year or what the uh, what the crack was with them, but essentially I had a good phone call with him talking about stat sports, blah, blah, blah. And he said to me, I asked him what his ambitions for the season were. He told me, I would take 17th right now. <laughs> and I was like, fair play. Love that. You would bite your hand You'd off. bite your hand off. You would do anything to get second bottom of division. Love it. Yeah. I love it, <laughs> and, they're, and they're sat there uh, bottom of the division. I, to be fair, I, I keep I keep quite a close eye on them. They won a, a league cup game um, the other day, so there's a bit of light yeah. for them. So uh, on that on that note, actually, another team that's been struggling is uh, Rory West's uh, Rory West Hall of Fame player for this club, uh, Keith Keith Football Club, uh, who recently knocked knocked Bucky out on pens, um, which uh, in the, in a Highland League Cup, which is absolutely mental. Like that is a big upset in mm. the context of the league, and it's also a big rivalry. Keith and Bucky aren't too far apart. This is like your your Northern Aberdeenshire Murray folk, mm. like just going tits at each other um, over the side of a really mucky tatty field pitch, and then the Cow Keith patch. boys coming away f- with the win. Mini pitch invasion afterwards. Oh. The Keith fans running on, uh, hugging the players. It's just it's how just good brilliant. does that sound? Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I'll tell you why because it is fucking fantastic. <laughs> These leagues are what make football uh, real. Like what well, this is real football down here. 
if you're not in tune or you're not like looking at this and if you like football and you start researching leagues like this and having little snippets and things like that you will love it because it is just so authentic it's so authentic it's it's the real it's the real thing that makes the game tick yeah fair enough you're not getting massive crowds and it's just like going down to the park or whatever to go and watch some boys hammering a ball about but that's exactly what football is like football has become such a massive global product and a brand now that sometimes you just have to really look at these leagues and maybe they seem unattractive at first, but the more that you look at them and the more you get into them and the more you follow various storylines that progress over the season, um, the more that you fall in love with them and realise that all football is is like just big, toothless boys just hammering fuck out of each other over mm, 90 minutes, mm. kicking a ball about in the mud, in the rain, um, and the Highland League is the epitome of that uh, across all of football for me um, and, ac- and across the game for many others as well. Um, the Highland League has got a massive cult following so does the Lone League and it's not for no reason basically yeah, absolutely it's it's for exactly that uh, so yeah obviously at the bottom you've got Stras Bay who are going to be probably going down Inverurie Local Works are a bit of a surprise actually yeah. um, Inverurie are normally a very very uh, solid outfit in the Highland League um, Inverurie is a big place uh, Inverurie Local Works have a decent uh, little cult sort of fan base a lot of them will just be Aberdeen fans Inverurie is, is essentially Aberdeen yeah um, been there actually you've uh, been to Inverurie been to Inverurie for Just Eat Selling very nice absolute shit actually bigger than you'd think I know well. it's, uh, a, it's a fairly big place plenty uh, um, of chip shops where Mike Tucker uh, first was from oh wow great granddad wow. so there you go we shout out uh, from beyond the grave there you go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, very shocked to see them, I, and I, and and I'm stunned to see them down there as well. Um, so it's a shame because you know the Inv- the Inverurie uh, local works that they're, they're quite a a reputable club. Um, I would I would not like to see them going down personally. Straths Bay, I don't think anyone would miss too much if you were going to name the Highland League. If I was going to try and name the Highland League, I think they'd be the team if it was on. Um, Tenables or what's the other that one that would be the team, you'd, be the forget. team you'd forget totally like, yeah that's pointless, pointless yeah, is the yeah. one I'm going that would be the pointless, pointless answer, answer yeah. would be stra- yeah. mm, I don't know maybe Roth is sneaking in with a little pointless Definitely as well agree with that. <laughs> agree with yeah. I reckon there's two boys that get Roth is like, yeah lossy mouth hitting <laughs> one point and, every, and everyone's gutted like I'm the boy that says lossy mouth <laughs> but I, um, just before we move on uh, I think I think we're uh, we're approaching the wrap up mark um, so so just a couple of quick things before we do that some really interesting storylines to follow for this season uh, in terms of the Highland League can Brecon go undefeated basically all season again uh, can Bucky be the boys to stop them once again will for Martin continue their charge at the title uh, can anybody penetrate that uh, top three will it be Banks of D that's who I think it might be uh, oh, that rhymes. Oh, Maybe I'm a poet Absolutely after all. Uh, and uh, will Straths Bay manage to get out of that dogfight? Because it looks like the only club they could claim would be Inverurie or tragically Clack, uh, Clacknacud and the Lily Whites. Such a well-known club. They refused the merger back in the day. And uh, the Clack fans still uh, stick it out. Ooh, it's fucking it. metal. Like they could, have, they could have been part of a Scottish Cup winning team. But no thanks. <laughs> we'll stick to playing Rothers and Nairn every week, you bastards. <laughs> and it's bloody great to see, to be honest. Uh, so I would really not like to see Clack go down. Um, but if, if Strath's base stay up, given their circumstances, that would be quite a miracle. Be I think. So the last club I want to mention, they're not uh, with us any longer, sadly, in Highland League terms. Uh, and that is one uh, one club that plays at Clagan Park, a beautiful little ground uh, on the west coast of Scotland. If anyone 
And once they Google it, they will see the mighty Ben Nevis rising behind the stand. And that is Fort William Football Club, who were the other club we mentioned earlier when we were talking about East Stirlingshire. Uh, East Stirlingshire were the worst club in the world. Maybe you should look down a tier because they were Fort William getting pumped every week in oh, a league fuck. below. Honestly, Fort William were the absolute laughing stocks of Scottish football and the uh, laughing stocks and the darlings at the same time. Yeah, they were so weird. Yeah, I think they're doing quite well in the North Caledonian. They league. are. No, yeah. they, I had a wee peek at yeah. them. I, I think they might even exactly. be top potentially. Are they? Yeah. Are they? I think Loch Ness might be top. Mm, Loch Ness won it last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the only reason why I know it's because uh, they beat uh boy St Duthis. You know, I had that yeah, phone call yeah, with them. Yeah. That I had a phone call with him and he's like, oh, we got beat by Fort William. <laughs> Definitely doesn't speak like that. I love but... that. <laughs> we got beat by Fort William. Yeah, we got beat by a boy Fort in Tain. <laughs> that sounds like an orc. <laughs> uh, probably do sound like orc. <laughs> I've been there and I know the orcs. Um, but yeah, uh, Fort, Fort William are, are going to be almost big big dogs definitely, in the North I Caledonian say, League I would say so which you quite love to see that um, I think they're definitely the most reputable name in there Like, if they ever made a comeback to the Highland League and were somehow decent oh. like it would just be the best thing be like the Miz coming back <laughs> <WWE>. <laughs> Husky Harris turning into Bray Wyatt that's what that is um, but yeah I, want, I just wanted to shout out for William because uh, if Jamesy Max made it to this part of the podcast then that guy fucking loves Fort William they're a proper fit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've just been thinking in my head the whole time how much Jamesy Mack will be loving this cycle. <laughs> um, I, I reckon he will have been. Um, but yeah, Fort William, they are they are some club and they were obviously involved in that documentary at the end of last year where some like Indian guy who had apparently managed all over the world at like various, he had managed in like Asian B teams. Do you remember this? No, I didn't, I didn't see he had, that. No. He had managed uh, like uh, some really low English teams, some really low Philippine teams or something like that. And he was like, oh man, I can't even remember his name, but he looked like a character and he came and tried to basically rescue Fort William. <laughs> like, and there was a documentary made about it. Uh, oh God, what was it called again? Oh man, imagine being that guy in Fort William. We've all been to Fort William, everyone here after the West Highland Oh Wayne. God. It is, I thought it was going to be a glorious place, but it's uh, got its Sadly, it's... An, is it just called The Fort? <laughs> Sick the fort F- fight at the fort that's what it was called have a look at fight at the fort everyone I've oh, not wait. even watched it because there's a movie and it looks like Peter Kay or something like that <laughs> that's fight at the fort Peter Kay like like the fort. <laughs> Peter Kay trying to save Fort William <laughs> it's fight at the fort fight at the fort <laughs> that's Fort more Fort William content everyone just wants a piece of Fort William see I'm telling you Peter Kay wants a piece um. <laughs> oh man, Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> Peter K wants a piece. Apparently, um. So does this this uh, legendary Asian manager. He wanted a piece and he failed. Uh, he's no longer at the club. Uh, but long long may Fort William's success in the North Caledonian League continue, and hopefully we'll see them doing bits again soon. I think. Um. Unless you've got anything else to say, Aaron. Um. We're entering wrap up. No, part of the we're pod in the, uh, we're in the red zone we're in the clear yeah, yeah we're at the 20 yard line um, just on a wee screen pass there <laughs> no NFL references <laughs> let's make that clear <laughs> not now no, not now not ever <laughs> um, yeah I think that uh, I think that we should we should probably get to towards the end game here it's been lovely to speak with you about um, two truly uh, inspiring leagues in so many ways um, and I mean that genuinely we're quite sarcastic a lot but genuinely proper football proper football um, with proper fans proper clubs proper grounds 
uh, and define proper um proper is a club that doesn't need to be on on tv or have loads of financial income to to continue week in week out a club that's run by people who do it out of the lot out of their love for the game volunteers local lads who know what it means to represent lossy mouth and who know what it means uh, to represent trinent um that's pretty much it i think aaron me and me and crow will be visiting um a team very very shortly on friday in fact a club who is in um the Lowland league they're in the east who east are in scotland, the east of scotland premier. premier league and who are fighting to come up in the uh, looking league. to come up be that let's go um the the fishers the, the fishermen or something like that john the fisherman <laughs> fisher then <laughs> Fishing <laughs> reference, yeah, so yeah. Fishing going on. <laughs> Look, crack, crack out the old uh, crack, Peter Peterhead. Yeah, crack out the old rod. <laughs> You'll be down the rod and reel, Aiden. <laughs> um, we're gonna crack out the old uh, the old rod and uh, and cast some spells. I put a spell on you. Mm. Gonna, you yeah, <laughs> they play at Olive Bank, awesome. which is where me and Aaron will be visiting uh, Mussy Athletic um, on Friday. Challenge so. Cup, I think it is. They're playing back. And, um, yeah, they're playing against some Edinburgh sides. Um, Edinburgh South. I think it could be Edinburgh South. Edinburgh College. Oh, could be Edinburgh College. I have yeah. never even heard of Edinburgh College. Edinburgh College just came up from um, the ninth tier to the eighth tier last year. So look out for that. Me and Aaron will be more informed visiting Musselburgh um, when they play Edinburgh College <laughs> FC, a club <laughs> I've yeah, never man. ever fucking heard of. But yeah, that will be buckle up. You you thought the Lowland and Highland League was the pits? The pits have only just begun, yeah. mate. We are the pits. We are the pits. Uh, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I think on that note, it's time to wrap things up. Um, thanks for um, thanks for letting me into your home to host another podcast, Aaron. Absolute pleasure, mate. Great. Absolute um, pleasure. It's been a pleasure to host once more. Um, we've got D, um, the official producer name now, is is just his, his first letter of his name. Work out if you can. <laughs> I don't know if you can, but um, yeah, thanks to D. Only, on, the, only the real fans know. Yeah. Uh, mm. Find him on Twitter if some you want some do. good political news. Political news and wrong peep show takes. <laughs> Corre- corrected last week. Kettering, not Coventry. Yeah, yeah. Stick at it. That's fine. Stick I'll in go. and you'll stick out. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, I'll give way to Ali Brown. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. I'll, uh, I'll move on. I'll learn from it. And I'll, and I'll, I will you'll take, learn. Take you there you'll learn and you'll love. You it can't be done. Project Zeus can't be done. <laughs> you uh, can't merge sales and marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Probably. Thank you very much, lads. Uh, Ali, if you're still listening, you'll get another program. Don't worry. Uh, uh, thanks so much, guys. Uh, all aboard the tour.